Driven Women's Guide to Love, Life, and Business. Hosted by the boss ladies Alec, Denise, and Gabby. Combined, their network gathers an array of women from various industries who exemplify strength and tenacity. Their fun and positive approach to life will awaken the boss in you. You're listening to Girls Gone Boss. How amazing does Vanessa James sound on that intro, though? Oh, she sounds great. She killed it. Shout out to V, who just killed it with that VO. Welcome, ladies. I'm so excited. We have an amazing guest today. I'm so excited to be here. But wait, first of all, we have to tell everyone who you are and how amazing you are. Today, we have our first ever guest, so we're super excited, fashion and entertainment journalist who kicked off her career in 2015, just three short years, and you've already contributed to eight major media outlets, including Miami New Times, you had Indulge Magazine, Miami.com, and you're also host and panelist for America TV. You have your own production company. You're killing it. Gata <laughs> Valfano! Thank you for having me. Um, I'm so happy to be here. I love anything that's um, empowering towards women and that helps uh, future entrepreneurs move ahead and um, really see that it's all just about hard work and discipline and having a plan, even though if it sometimes doesn't completely work out the way we want it to. So um, yeah, I'm just happy to be here. My name is Cata Balsano. Well, my my long name is Caterina, but everybody knows me as Cata, and that's the way my bylines are across every media outlet and everywhere. Everybody knows me as Cata. Um, I am an entertainment and fashion reporter. I also do a TV show on America TV called Ano Intamillas. I do it with an amazing group of panelists. Rick Sanchez is the main host of the show. Of course, he's, he's a legend. Yes. Yeah, he's been in the industry for so long. And um, it's just been an honor and such a great learning experience. I did get my start in 2015. It was on a wonderful um, beginning of the summer, May 2015. I started at the Miami Herald with an internship. And um, I got the internship through my school. I'm from FIU. Go Panthers. I am too. And and, uh, the the thing that I did was um, I, being the driven person that I am, I said I'm going to take as as much advantage as this internship as I can. It was supposed to be just one summer. And um, what I did was I went up to all the editors around the newsroom and I was like, hi, my name is Katerina and I'm doing an internship here. And if you need anything... Just let me know. I, I'd be so happy to write about your beat. And um, I'm interested because even though in the back of my head I always wanted to do fashion entertainment, I just wanted to take advantage and be able to write about everything and learn a little bit about everything and from every editor and every perspective. So um, kind of doing that is what catapulted the way I um, pitched to other editors in the end because the reason why I've gotten a yes from so many editors is because I have so much experience writing for all these beats. Right. So I've written about business, but I've also written about real estate and fashion, and I've interviewed people and I've covered events, and then I also do neighbors, so the nonprofit organizations and the smaller community things that happen in Miami, I've also written about. Um, that's kind of what I was only supposed to do at the Herald right for the neighbor section, but I was not going to take that. So it's made made you so versatile. Exactly. It has. It has. And even though my my goal, my final goal has always been to be a TV host and to have my own show, like to meet Oprah and Ellen are amazing. Even though it sounds cliche because I feel like all of us say that, but they're just, they really are so amazing at what they do, both in their own style and the way they are. 
Um, that's, but that's, I think what the key is for both of them is that they're authentic. Yeah. yeah. They truly are who they are. Absolutely. I mean, if you watch Ellen, she's so comfortable in her skin. Oprah, more than anything. It's I mean, amazing. And their stories and their journeys are amazing. One of them battling with, with, her, with her image um, and with people with perceiving her differently because she's gay. And the other one, you know, black woman back in the day. Um, judged for her physical appearance, mm-hmm. judged for where she's from, for so many things. But, you know, they prevailed and they more than anybody are a great example to all girls that it has nothing. I tell girls all the time it has nothing to do with physical appearance. It, it has nothing to do with what the, with the money that you have. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't even have to do with the connects that you have. It's with who you are, yeah. what you know, and what you're willing to give and how different you really are willing to be because they're both really different. They don't blend in. They don't. So that's always been kind of like my goal and my thing. I don't I don't want to blend in. I don't want to be just like everybody else. I'm going to write about everything. I'm going to test the waters everywhere. And eventually that led me to TV. I always feel like maybe if I would have just been stubborn and been like, no, I don't want to do the Herald because I don't want to be a writer, maybe I wouldn't even be on TV right, right now because that's kind of what really launched my career as a writer and a contributor. After the Herald, I, st- I went to El Nuevo Herald, so I started writing in Spanish. Wow. Then um, I just, I'm, I'm just really good at the whole approach thing. I approach editors, and I'm not afraid to just walk so up to you if you're an speaking editor. Speaking of that, um, just yeah. because we have a lot of um, future journalists, and how would you say is the best approach? Mm-hmm. In person, just take the risk. I mean, the worst thing that, that can happen is that they say no to you right away. You know, right, right now I'm not interested. Um, but truly, truly, just if, if they're in person, walk up to them, introduce yourself. Have us a little skit in your head, like a little elevator speech is what I call it. Just like if you were in an elevator with that person for you have less than a minute, think of what you would say to that person that would really, really get their attention. Um, and, and that's kind of like what I've had in my head this whole time. So kind of my skit is always I walk up to them. I say, hi, um, I just want to steal a few minutes from you. I wanted to introduce myself. My name is Katerina Balzano. I don't say my name's God. I say my name is Katerina Balzano. <laughs> yeah. I'm a, I'm a journalist and I just wanted to kind of talk to you and get your point of view as a fashion editor on what, you know, what you look for in a writer. What are you, what are you looking for? What, cause I want to know. If I do apply tomorrow for a job, if I do end up working for you, what are you looking for? So that's exactly what I what, yeah, what are you looking for? They, and then and then they'll just tell me, hey, um, yeah, well, this is what I this is what I want, this is what I like. And then I just go into readership because what an editor is always looking for is that a journalist truly understands the audience of the media outlet that they work for. So I always go into um, so that's for example, I'm gonna tell you guys what outlet this is for, but um I I asked them, so yeah, so what audience are you are you looking to write for? Is it more somebody who really, really knows the niche of what, we, what we're doing? Or is it somebody that doesn't know and you want them to learn about it? So in that case, I was asking an editor about art. I was saying, and that's what I was asking her. So the audience that you are writing for, is it for people who know art and that you're just telling them, hey, this, this exhibition came here, this came here, and I want you to go look at it? Or are you just literally feeding it to them with a spoon because it is a different type of readership. So the outlet that I'm talking about is CNN Style, which has been the... By the way, congratulations on that gig. Thank you you so much. It's been really exciting because it's my first actual national outlet. So it's been pretty, pretty awesome uh, letting people know that I'm officially contributing to them. But um, that's kind of like how I how I got it. I introduced myself to the editor in chief, and I told her that um, that I just wanted to know a little bit about what CNN is looking for in terms of readership, who they're writing for, 
who the readers are and what she's looking for in a writer. And then at the end, I just took the risk and said, hey, would you mind if I um, send you some pitches? Because I write about art and stuff here in Miami and I have all the Miami Herald articles that I've written. So then she was, she said, yeah, sure. Take down my email. So I took it down and then I emailed her and it took. So wait, so you just randomly met her? Yeah. Well, she was at, it's, it's going to be funny if she's listening to this because I premeditate everything that I do like strategically. <laughs> um, it was during Art Basel and um, you got invited to a lot of events at Art Basel, but I kind of didn't feel like going to many of them. But there was this one amazing, amazing um, studio swine um, oh, I've heard of function it. Function yeah. that they were doing with these gas bubbles, and it looked like a tree. It was all over social media. Mm-hmm. So I went to the panel. I didn't go to the opening. I didn't go to. I went to the panel where the creators and the inventors were going to be speaking along with a few artists, and it was going to be moderated by her. Mm. So I'm like, I need to go. Very interesting that I listened to it, but the point is that I need to go and talk to her. I'm going to go up and talk to her, and I've done it with huge, huge editors, like people that we know on. Like, I, if I see you and I need to, like, say something, ask she you did. something, we'll, we'll I'll talk walk later up to about you. how we met. Yeah. <laughs> well, it happened to me with Jorge Ramos, too. I love him, too. Oh, I love him. And I, I, I don't ever, um, let, yeah, not to get off topic, but I don't ever, um, what do you call it? Uh, f- yeah, freak out or freeze get or get starstruck. But when I saw him, I'm like, oh, my God, it's Jorge Ramos. I told my mom, like, it's Jorge Ramos. I need to go say hi to him. That's and I walked it. over, like, when <laughs> and I'm like, hi, but it's same thing. My name is Katarina, et cetera. So... Yeah, that's how I got. I love CNN that because you're bold. You're bold. A lot of yeah, people are brave. scared or I'm shy scared. or like, oh, what are they gonna think? But you're bold, but you do it in a professional way that you don't look stalkerish. Absolutely. Well, I practice in the mirror, but the point is that maybe that's your only shot. Yeah. So don't don't let it go. Because and even fear. if they say no to you, they still know who you are at least. Right. So maybe later on they will say yes, or maybe mm-hmm. later on you can shoot them another email. Yeah. Um, so just, you know, it's, it's, we only have certain amount of chances, unfortunately. So just take them, go for the risk. Like the, the worst they, could, they can say is no, right no. now I don't have time or right now I can't. And in journalism, you have to get used to the no's because editors sometimes say, no, I don't like that story. Or they'll make you do the story and you'll write the story and then they'll be like, no, I'm not going to use the story. They'll can it. Yeah. yeah. They'll be like, so, so you're at the panel, you see her and you approach her. I wait for the panel to end. Very interesting panel. Amazing um, design of of everything that they did. But my my interest was to talk to her. So yeah, the panel ends. Everything ends. I go take some pictures because I thought it was a beautiful thing. And after listening to the whole objective of of the art piece, I was even more enamored. Yeah. And then um, yeah, I went up to her after the panel. And I said hi. I'm just going to take a few minutes from you. I wanted to introduce myself. My name is Katerina Balzano. Um, I'm actually a, a writer here in Miami. I contribute to the Miami Herald, and I kind of, like, mentioned the outlets that I write for. And I said, I just I just had some questions about CNN style. What are you looking for? Um, so, yeah, I just basically ran my, my skit because it really is – it's not that I do it just to impress them. It's because I really am interested in knowing – because if I if I um, really apply to a job tomorrow to work at uniquely at that out at that uh, outlet, I really want to be able to know what audience you're writing for, who you're looking exactly. to impact. Yeah. So yeah, that that's what I did. Uh, she gave me her email right away. She's like, yeah, sure, take down my email. I took it down. I truly wasn't stressing it. I was just like, I'm gonna email her. If she says yes, cool. If not, then that's fine too. I'll email her. I'll email her later on, a few years from now, or whatever, a few months from now. Mm-hmm. So that was in December, and then I got it. I, she didn't email me back. I didn't even think about it throughout the month. Maybe like once, I was like, oh, well, she didn't email me back. Like it's fine, whatever. Um, and then yeah, like two 
three weeks ago, two weeks ago, I got the email. She's like, hi, Katerina. I'm so sorry I've taken so long to respond. I'm obviously busy, you know, like our Basel. Um, and and then she she just said, so yeah, no, I would love for you to contribute. Please pitch. And I'm like, That's oh awesome. my God. So I started jumping all the way. I'm like, oh my God. It was like 7 a.m. And I like jumped out the bed and I'm like, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That is so, amazing. Yeah. So yeah, just that that's truly what I tell people, just take the risk at least. And and the best part is that yes, you can pitch via email. I've also done it via email, but there's nothing like people seeing your face. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's nothing yeah. like people seeing your face that and seeing your presence and, yeah. and, 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 no, you. and knowing who they're talking to. Exactly. Yeah. That's why with publicists, for example, being a journalist, they always stress the coffee. Let's go have a coffee. Yes. Let's yeah. go have a drink. Because they want to see me face to face. They want me to put a face on that email. And that's exactly what you do. And that's why I always encourage people to take a PR course because so you can, you can, you know, it's 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 horrible to say it, but first impressions are everything. At least in, in work wise, a first impression that you make at a job interview, a first impression that you make with a with a possible employer, mm-hmm. is always key. So just yeah, and practice in front of the mirror. I practice my speeches in front of the mirror. I was literally talking to myself the whole time here <laughs> to come and practice for this. Yeah, oh, yeah. we feel so honored. Yeah, because yeah. I like to hear my voice. I like yeah. to hear what I'm yeah. gonna say, what I'm gonna say. I was yeah, practicing I was too, Gata. Good. That's what you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I talk to myself all the That's time. That's what they say. Practice makes perfect. Right? Of so course. you gotta kind of do yeah. that. Practice. Yeah. So so yeah, I contribute to various outlets. Uh, CNN Style is my first actual. Um, national outlet. Um, so it's just very exciting. It's a um, great yeah, milestone. I'm, I'm really excited to contribute with like art pieces, fashion, um, culture pieces, and a lot of things that have an impact on social, not social media, but social society. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm really, I'm really, really excited. About well, speaking that. of social media, I know that First impressions are everything there as well. And I think you have a great brand behind your social media platform. Thank you. Um, But first, like, I wanted to just kind of pick everyone's brain. Like, what do you guys think or do you remember your first time ever experiencing social media? I mean, it's been such a huge growth in that. But I remember, I mean, I don't know, Denise, do you remember? I remember the first time I even encountered social media. I think it was like MySpace in 2003. Wow. Back in the day. Um, And we were so like young at the time, but we were so into it. You know, it was like sharing information, music, and having your friends on there. So that was like the first kind of like major like social media outlet for me. Did you use MySpace? Yes, I did. I was in the sixth grade. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. Kata is our baby. I'm 26. So yeah, yeah. I've, I've actually only been using social media for like 12 years, 13 years. But, um, but yeah, my first encounter with social media, I was about 12 years old on MySpace. I remember um, my friends just started talking about it. One of them opened one and she showed me and I thought it was so cool. And I opened one too. And I just keep thinking back at how, if MySpace was still a thing, we'd all be so good at HTML and oh, CSS. Yes. Because that was our I intro. I didn't know how to do that. I would always have somebody else do like the background for my page. No. And- no, I would do it. I, I would, would like do research. Everything. I'd be like, how do you do this yeah. HTML yeah. language? Me too. And I knew all the pages yeah. to find all the codes yes. for everything. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. And then the top eight, who would you guys yeah. put? Or is it top eight? Top no, top I, eight. I think it started with top eight and then they made like a top 12 maybe, right? Yeah, because everybody was, it was feeling like, like, like they were. Do you remember the top eight? Like yeah, of that course. You your I remember. But it was random, I think. It wasn't like you. I mean, I guess you did choose. I don't remember. Really. Yeah, you chose, you did, but it right? rotated on its it own. It rotated on its own. And then I'm, you would have to choose. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was like whoever you were like communicating with most is yes. probably like how it moved up. No, but you, no? you picked it yourself. 
Like you would really? literally pick who you want first, second, third. Yeah, and that's why Gosh, your friends would get mad. At least my friends would be like, "Why am I not in your top eight? Yeah, like girl, I got a lot of friends. You gotta be on the rotation. No, but then also MySpace was such a great hub for like musicians. Yeah, I know a lot of people got founded. Like, like even like, Adele got founded through MySpace. Oh really? Yes. That's how she got started. Yeah, so it's like the yeah. um, old school YouTube. Um, because this is, is pre YouTube. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's MySpace pre- was pre YouTube. YouTube like started pre SoundCloud. Yeah. Yes, pre SoundCloud. all of that, pre DSPs like yeah. Spotify of yeah. the world, like yeah. The so that was like the mu- music world. Yeah, yeah. And then Facebook, we had to during our time. I'm sure you can't relate, but we had to join Facebook, and you had to be in college. You had with to pick, a college email, right? With a college email, wow. if not, you couldn't get in. And then eventually, like they got onto it. Mark was like, "No, I'm going to open it to everyone." And then eventually, yeah. like that happened, like in Mark. 2004. <laughs> Mark, you know, Mark. Mark, your best friend, Mark. <laughs> Mark, Mark. Hey, what Mark. year was that in? Sponsor us, Mark. <laughs> it's uh, 2004 is when I joined it. I remember, and there was like no one there, like on Facebook, and I was like, "What is this?" Like yeah. they're saying to go to Facebook, but I'm like, "There's nothing going on." So I got off of it, and then later, like four years later, I, 2008 is when it started like going on, and then I joined it again. So. Yeah. yeah, and then and it's so funny how it shifted because now I feel like it's very like it evolved so much. Yeah, it's like an yes. older crowd. Not so many millennials are there, no. and there's nothing fun for millennials to do um, on, on Facebook. There. So yeah. marketers, if you're listening, you're not gonna see any millennials on Facebook. Yeah. No. <laughs> so just I mean, some but yeah, it's it's unbelievable right? how they it's yeah. shifted. It's and really they, shifted. And the lower generation thinks it's for old people. If Facebook's for right. old people, well, that's what they'll tell you. Now your grandma, your aunt, your mom, they're yeah. all on Facebook, on Facebook. You know, and all they do is just like sharing stuff and you're just kind of like, yeah. yeah, this is not fun anymore. That's right. So you're going to other media outlets like Instagram, you know, other social platforms like, you know, Snapchat, Twitter. Yeah. Absolutely. Why do you think we're so into this share culture? Why do we have to constantly share? I truly believe that as human beings, we have been conditioned to try and show, try and uh, portray an image of ourselves that isn't 100% genuine. I don't know who we think we're kidding or who we're trying to impress, Hmm. but that truly is why we're so into sharing the biggest highlights of our lives because truly that's all we share we don't just share misery it's oh my god the highlights yeah we share the highlights of our lives um some outlets such as snapchat which we'll get into a little in a little bit i'm guessing will will allow us to share a little bit more in depth of of different things about ourselves but something that's static like instagram where you know it's just going to be there and people are going to go log on and they're going to be there and they're going to just look be able to scroll down and it's define, much more of a commitment yeah and define a conclusion or a, or a three-word summary of who you are you yeah. want to put the best pictures with the best quality and 10 filters and 14 <laughs> facetune of <laughs> which the other day you were teaching erasers. me all about that yeah. i have no idea i'm like <laughs> yeah i just i'm, I'm like a lazy that. instagrammer like i'm like ah, oh, just throw the one that the, the one filter that comes first like yeah. whatever put a, a dog filter no. we're good Let's and then go. there's people like me who go through <laughs> six or seven filters and six or seven apps before we post a picture. But do we talk about also like the, how the platforms are different for each one? Like, you know, you look at Instagram and everything's so curated, right? Like people look like pristine and beautiful and like they go to these amazing places and you're like, 
wow. Yeah. You know, and then you go to like Snapchat where it's like everyone's just like talking, ranting, whatever. Exactly. No one cares. You know, it's like in a bun, no makeup. I don't care, you know. And exactly. then you go to Twitter where people are just like sharing like links of something and talking about or like watching oh, shows together. Or, I think or Twitter. retweeting. Yeah, mm-hmm. or tweeting. Drake and, yeah. Or yeah. news, retweeting Kim. news. What yeah. I, and then Facebook, I feel like you use it a lot to like for news. Well, Facebook, yeah, Facebook has been like one of my biggest platforms. I'll never forget when I blew up on Facebook. I was, it was the day after my 24th birthday. I don't know what I clicked on, what I wished when I blew out that candle. I don't know what (laughs) happened, but all of a sudden I started getting from like a hundred to 200 requests every like 50 minutes. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was something that I was sharing and people started re-sharing, but it got to the point where, um, somebody was looking me up once on Facebook to follow me, like to, to add me. And it came up as uh, that a hundred thousand people were looking at me right now. Wow. Yeah. So oh, I saw that, you, girl. I was like, "Whoa! Oh my god! I can't believe Is the that impact a lot of pressure for you that I'm making." Knowing no. now how many eyes are on you, it's it's pressure on me in terms of employers, in terms of um, my career. It is pressure on me. Sometimes I post things and and I get nervous. I'm like, I wonder what my editors are thinking. Those are truly the only people that I care. Yeah. If they're watching, now they know they have all the control of what I think because it truly is what I feel pressure with. The conclusions of people in my industry about me, the conclusions of my editors about me, and whether a post will get me fired or not. Or It's very or real. Doors closed. I mean, we know that recruiters are looking at your social exactly. media before they go and hire. I mean, it's exactly. proven. Oh, yeah. So, so I mean, I know, Alex, yeah. you do it. I, I, yeah, that's how I hire, actually. I first first LinkedIn, and then I go to Facebook, Instagram. I try to find them anywhere on social media to see how they represent themselves. Because after all, when you're hiring someone, they're representing who, your company, right? Yes. So I want them to have a good representation and and just be not, not be crazy obviously what, what do you yeah. do what do you do when when their profiles are private because in my case everything's public but what if there nowadays people don't really become private anymore i feel okay. like more and more people become public so that they can have more followers right you know so i haven't really gotten that much especially i think in the media industry most people that are in it are are into the share culture yeah. and they're gonna want to be open and, and be available seen. for everyone exactly. to be seen but i, I yeah. truly think that share culture if we're gonna get deep it stems from that it stems from ego from showing off from look where i am look who i'm with right. yeah and i met selena gomez or whatever you yeah. know that's 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 what that's what matters to well, that's so social media it's such a deep it's it's deep, but it's also a very superficial world in a sense. You really have to get to know it to not let it get to you. So how do you kind of um, draw the line? Where do you disconnect? Like, how do you kind of like it's it's a, you know, it's a positive to have it. But then how do you balance it? Like without being some like the devil, like you're right. playing with the devil. Right. And I, let it consume you. Yeah, um, I think in this day and age, it's it's kind of sad how, and we're all guilty of this, every single one of us, from grandparents, anybody who's on social media, we have to constantly remind ourselves to be present in the moment instead of always being present in the moment and reminding ourselves, oh, log on to social media, you haven't been on in a while, find out what's going on. Yeah, It's the other way around, we're always on, we're always connected mm-hmm. every 15 minutes, every 30 minutes, but we don't really enjoy the moment anymore and I I always take a step back when I'm at concerts when I'm at places where there's either celebrity whatever and to look around to see how many people are on their phones and it's it's unbelievable in concerts how many people watch the concert through their phone 
when the artist there, is right there instead of enjoying it. It's crazy. Right? I think the yeah. same thing. It's like really, dude, you can watch it right there. Yeah. Watch He's right sweat. in front of like, you. Right there. You could see their sweat. Like, but you I, just watch them. Like, unless you're working. Like, me, I get paid sometimes to go somewhere and cover something. Yeah. That's fine. But if you're if you there, if you're there, you paid to be there. Enjoy I it. I remember the Beyonce concert. I took out my phone for two or three songs. But that was it. I was I was in it. Yeah. I couldn't. Like, yeah. I was so excited to just see her. I wanted to see every move right in yeah. front of me. Yeah. But people, people like, are forget that. So I think... I think the line should be drawn in all of us. We all need to remind ourselves to live in the moment, you know, just just eat the burger. You don't have to take a picture of it. It's right, not. because sometimes I feel like <laughs> what people think, it's like, I don't post it, it didn't really happen. Yeah. And right. it's ridiculous to think, because what about back in the day when there wasn't anything? No, and I think it was so parents, much simpler. And our parents still tell us stories yeah. of when they did this, when they went on this camping trip, when they did that. So it's not like you're going to forget. It's not like if you don't post the picture, you're yeah. going to forget it. You're yeah. not going to forget the moments, but um, I think it's also people's addiction to wanting more, wanting more followers, it's wanting attention. more attention, yeah. Yeah, wanting more likes. Because yeah. again, it's directly linked to the ego. And oh, yeah. 500 people like my picture. Oh, 500 people like me. Mm-hmm. And you so put value over that too. Because then you start thinking like, well, people are following me. People like me. And yeah. that's like, they kind of are feeding off of that. And it's like, that's yeah. not really reality. Let's, and- you Which know? is, I mean, it's really sad. I was talking to my niece about that. She's 22 and she doesn't have Instagram. She only has um, Snapchat. And I asked her, I was like, why don't you have Instagram? And she's like, honestly, I like Snapchat because there's no commitment. I don't have to worry about the likes. I don't have to worry about that. I have to have this perfect picture. Um, in Snapchat, nobody sees who sees your content. I can be myself. It's on the go. It goes away in 24 hours. I'm not committed. I can just... It's it's less pressure for me. Yeah. Which is crazy. I never thought about it that way. I agree. I totally agree. On Snapchat is honestly where I let loose. Like I talk about things that I'm going through that are either too long or too complex to talk about on Instagram, where again it's just a simple picture that people see within a scroll. Mm-hmm. On Snapchat, I really go into deep detail. So it's kind of crazy how my Snapchat followers are so loyal to the point where if I stop snapping for a while, they message me. They're like, is, are you okay? Is there something wrong with you? I have people that only follow me on Snapchat that don't follow me on Instagram because they know that I'll post the picture on Instagram, whatever, but the real story is going to be on Snapchat of what happened, where I went, what if the, if, if the tire um, exploded. Everything is on Snapchat. I curse on Like Katarina, the essence of me is on Snapchat and only on yeah. Snapchat. Everything yeah. else is filtered and thought about and and uh, journalistically correct and politically correct. And, oh, I don't want my editor to say this. If they follow me on Snapchat, they better know that I'm just, like, let loose. Yeah. No, Kat is very honest there and authentic, and mm-hmm. you get to see her as a person. Yeah. Yeah, which I like that about you, that you're, you know, a lot of people think that they have to just do the highlight reel, which is fine. It depends on the platform, but you're very real in that sense that you know you're going to have, if you're having a bad day, you're sharing it because not every day is going to be perfect. And because I think, I think it's, I think it's genuine. What's the point? If you want to follow two or three fake people, great. That's what Kylie Jenner and I don't know, her sisters are for. But if you want to follow genuine people... I don't want these journalists that are trying to make it to think that it's all nice and roses and that I'm making millions of dollars and driving around in a Rolls Royce with Prince Royce next to me. It's not the way it works. <laughs> Prince yeah. Royce. Yeah, in a Rolls Royce. In a Rolls Royce. <laughs> <laughs> that would be well, so well. Yeah. 
so I want them to see that it that it's a struggle for a while. It's you're going to be struggling for a while, and 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 look at the difference between what I'm telling you on Snapchat and what you're saying on Instagram. Yeah. So if you're following me just on Instagram, you're going to only see the really cool parts of my job. I'm not going to sit there and tell you about how my tire broke because it's not even aesthetically cute to post. Yeah. On yeah. Snapchat, I'll be like, oh. My tire. Now I have to call AAA, and I'm gonna be late, and I'm sweating, and I just did my makeup, and <laughs> so so it's it is a lot more raw, and people can identify because it happens to all of us. And I mean, I know there's got to be some social media etiquette that you can share out for everyone out there. Girls gone boss. That concludes part one of our interview with Cata Balsano. Stay tuned for part two where we dive deep into social media mistakes, hashtag etiquette, and why you shouldn't rely on just one platform to grow your brand. Be sure to subscribe to Girls Gone Boss, review, and rate us five stars. You're listening to Girls Gone Boss. Hosted by Alex, Denise, and Gabby. Oh, yeah. A 